Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. The title of our reading this morning is Covetousness. This is chapter 31 of Spiritual Gifts, Volume 1, published in 1858. Also commonly called the 1858 Great Controversy. And what about the covetousness thing? I think it's spoken about right here uh, in the book, in the order of events that are occurring, because I believe it's one of the biggest reasons why people, many people will not be able to be sealed or protected during the time of trouble. And God is giving us a warning about covetousness. I saw Satan and his angels consulting together. He bade his angels go and lay their snares, especially for those who are looking for Christ's second appearing and who were keeping all of God's commandments. Satan told his angels that the churches were all asleep. Remember the virgins, the sleeping virgins. He would increase his power and lying wonders, and he could hold them. But the sect of Sabbath keepers we hate, they are continually working against us and taking from us our subjects to keep that hated law of God. Oh, Satan hates the law, doesn't he? I guess that was the big thing that he complained about in heaven, was God having a law or of principles that people kept. That's why I haven't had always been happy. He wanted to change it. And um, he still hates it today. You can see how he influences so many people to think you don't need to keep it. So reading on. Go, make the possessors of lands and money drunk with care. If you can, make them place their affections upon these things. We have them, we'll have them yet. They may profess what they please. Only make them care more for money than the success of Christ's kingdom or the spread of the truths that we hate. Present the world before them in the most attractive light that they may love and idolize it. We must keep all the means in our ranks that we can. The more means they have, the more will they injure our kingdom by getting our subjects. And as they appoint meetings in different places, then we are in danger. Be vigilant and cause all the distractions that you can destroy love for each other, discourage, dishearten their ministers, for we hate them. Hold up every plausible excuse to those that have means, lest they hand it out. Control the money matters if you can, and drive their ministers to want and distress. This will weaken their courage and zeal. Battle every inch of ground. Make covetousness and love of earthly treasures the ruling traits of their character. As long as these traits rule, salvation and grace stand back. Crowd all you can around them to attract them, and they will be surely ours. Not only are we sure of them, but their hateful influence will not be exercised toward others to lead them to heaven. And those who shall attempt to give, put within them a grudging disposition that it may be sparingly. I saw that Satan carried out his plans well. And as the servants of God appointed meetings, Satan and his angels understood their business and were on the ground to hinder the work of God. He was constantly putting suggestions into the minds of God's people. Some he leads in one way and some in another, always taking advantage of the natural evil traits in the brethren and sisters, exciting and stirring up their natural besetments. If they are disposed to selfish and covetous, to be selfish and covetous. He's well pleased to take his stand by their side and then with all his power seek to lead them to manifest their besetting sins. 
if the grace of God and the light of truth melt away these covetous, selfish feelings for a little, and they do not obtain entire victory over them, when they are not under a saving influence, Satan will come in and wither up every noble, generous principle, and they think that they have to do too much. They become weary of well-doing and forget all about the great sacrifice Jesus made for them to redeem them from the power of Satan and hopeless misery. Satan took advantage of Judas' covetous, selfish disposition and led him to murmur against the ointment that Mary dedicated to Jesus. Judas looked upon it as a great waste. It might have been sold and given to the poor. He cared not for the poor, but he considered it the liberal offering to Jesus extravagant. Judas prized his Lord just enough to sell him for a few pieces of silver. I think I've heard that the amount of money that Judas got for Jesus was the price of a slave. That's very sad. I saw that there were some like Judas among those who professed to be waiting for their Lord. Satan has the control over them, but they know it not. Not a particle of covetousness or selfishness can God approve. He hates it. He despises the prayers and exhortations of those who possess it. As Satan sees his time is short, he leads them on to be more and more selfish, more and more covetous, and then exults as he sees them wrapped up in themselves, close, penurious, and selfish. If the eyes of such could be opened, they would see Satan in hellish triumph exulting over them and laughing at the folly of those who accept his suggestions and enter his snares, and then he and his angels take the mean and covetous acts of these individuals, and they present them to Jesus and the holy angels, reproachfully say these are Christ's followers. They are getting ready to be translated. Satan marks their deviating course and then compares it with the Bible, with passages which plainly rebuke such things, and then presents it to annoy the heavenly angels, saying, These are following Christ and his word. These are the fruits of Christ's sacrifice and redemption. Angels turn in disgust from the scene. God requires a constant doing on the part of his people, and when they become weary of well and generous doing, he becomes weary of them. I saw that God was greatly displeased with the least manifestation of selfishness on the part of his professed people, for whom Jesus has not spared his own precious life. Every selfish, covetous individual will fall out by the way, like Judas, who sold his Lord. They will sell good principles and noble, generous disposition for a little of earth's gain. All such will be sifted out from God's people. Those who want heaven must, with every energy they possess, be encouraging the principles of heaven. And instead of their souls withering up with selfishness, they should be expanding with benevolence and every opportunity should be improved in good, doing good to one another, increasing and growing more and more into the principles of heaven. Jesus was held up to me as the perfect pattern. His life was without selfish interest and was marked with disinterested benevolence. That was amazing since he didn't have a place to call his own. What I understand was he was living in a cave near the Mount of Olives and, uh, unless he spent the night with somebody like Lazarus and Mary and Martha or one of his disciples in their homes. And no matter what the weather was outside, I don't think that he had any, a lot of warm clothes. I, well, he must, he had his robe and nevertheless, he didn't have anything. And nevertheless, he was still benevolent and thought of everybody else's comfort. 
Had Judas carried the bag, he could have done more to make Jesus more comfortable, but he didn't. I believe that even if we don't have much money right now, we can be looking for ways to be generous, whether it's our time or food or sharing clothing with somebody who's cold. Now, the Lord will provide ways and means for us to encourage somebody to sympathize with somebody to um, fight against a natural inclination to covetousness and Satan's work on your heart. Dear Jesus, thank you for this little reading. And I pray today that those who are here with me and myself, Lord, I need it to would walk with you and listen closely to your slightest whisper and to follow through immediately when you give us an opportunity. Help us to see those opportunities. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. I hope to see you in the morning. We're going to read about the shaking tomorrow. It's a, a big, huge upheaval that's happening in the church. I believe it's starting already. I will see you there.